Section nine of the Myths of the New World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Mary Schneider. Myths of the New World by Daniel Brinton. Chapter three The Sacred Number Four Its Origins and Applications. Part three the aztec priests never chanted more regretful dirges than when they sang of tulan the cradle of their race where once it dwelt in peaceful indolent happiness whose groves were filled with birds of sweet voices and gay plumage whose generous soil brought forth spontaneously maize cocoa aromatic gums and fragrant flowers Quote, land of riches and plenty where the gourds grow an arm's length across where an ear of corn is a load for a stout man and its stalks are as high as trees land where the cotton ripens of its own accord of all rich tints land abounding with limpid emeralds turquoises gold and silver this land was also called tlalocan from tlaloc the god of rain who there had his dwelling-place and tlapalan the land of colors or the red land for the hues of the sky at sunrise floated over it its inhabitants were surnamed children of the air or of quetzalcoatl and from its centre rose the holy mountain tonacatepec the mountain of our life or subsistence its supposed location was in the east whence in that country below the winds that bring mild rains says sahagun and that missionary was himself asked as coming from the east whether his home was in tlalpalan more definitely by some it was situated among the lofty peaks of the frontiers of guatemala and all the great rivers that water the earth were supposed to have their sources there but here as elsewhere its site was not determined there is a tulan says an ancient authority where the sun rises and there is another in the land of shades and another where the sun reposes and thence came we and still another where the sun reposes and there dwells god the myth of the quiches but changes the name of this pleasant land with them it was panpaxopacayela where the waters divide in falling or between the waters parcelled out and mucky this was quote, an excellent land full of pleasant things where was store of white corn and yellow corn where one could not count the fruits nor estimate the quantity of honey and food end quote over it ruled the lord of the air and from it the four sacred animals carried the corn to make the flesh of men once again in the legends of the mixtecas we hear the old story repeated of the garden where the first two brothers dwelt it lay between a meadow and that lofty peak which supports the heavens and the palaces of the gods many trees were there such as yield flowers and roses very luscious fruits diverse herbs and aromatic spices the names of the brothers were the wind of nine serpents and the wind of nine caverns 
the first was an eagle and flew aloft over the waters that poured around their enchanted garden the second was as a serpent with wings who proceeded with such velocity that he pierced rocks and walls they were too swift to be seen by the sharpest eye and were one near as they passed he was only aware of a whisper and a rustling like that of the wind in the leaves wherever in short the lust of gold lured the early adventurers they were told of some nation a little further on some wealthy and prosperous land abundant and fertile satisfying the desire of the heart it was sometimes deceit and it was sometimes the credited fiction of the earthly paradise that in all ages has with a promise of perfect joy consoled the aching heart of man it is instructive to study the associations that naturally group themselves around each of the cardinal points and watch how these are mirrored in the surface of the language and have directed the current of thought jacob grimm has performed this task with fidelity and beauty as regards the aryan race but the means are wanting to apply his searching method to the indigenous tongues of america enough if in general terms their mythological value be determined when the day begins man wakes from his slumbers faces the rising sun and prays the east is before him by it he learns all other directions it is to him what the north is to the needle with reference to it he assigns in his mind the position of the three other cardinal points there is the starting place of the celestial fires the home of the sun the womb of the morning it represents in space the beginning of things in time and as the bright and glorious creatures of the sky come forth thence man conceits that his ancestors also in remote ages wandered from the orient there in the opinion of many in both the old and new world was the cradle of the race there in aztec legend was the fabled tlatelpalan and the wind from the east was called the wind of paradise tlalocavitl from this direction came according to the almost unanimous opinion of the indian tribes those hero gods who taught them arts and religion thither they returned and from thence they would again appear to resume their ancient sway as the dawn brings light and with light is associated in every human mind the ideas of knowledge safety protection majesty divinity as it dispels the spectres of night as it defines the cardinal points and brings forth the sun and the day it occupied the primitive mind to an extent that can hardly be magnified beyond the truth it is in fact the central figure in most natural religions the west as the grave of the heavenly luminaries or rather as their goal and place of repose brings with it thoughts of sleep of death of tranquillity of rest from labor when the evening of his days was come when his course was run and man had sunk from sight he was supposed to follow the sun and find some spot of repose for his tired soul in the distant west there with general consent 
the tribes north of the gulf of mexico supposed the happy hunting grounds there taught by the same analogy the ancient aryans place their neriti the exodus the land of the dead the old notion among us said on one occasion a distinguished chief of the creek nation is that when we die the spirit goes the way the sun goes to the west and there joins its family and friends who went before it in the northern hemisphere the shadows fall to the north thence blow the cold and furious winds thence come the snow and early thunder perhaps all its primitive inhabitants of whatever race thought it the seat of the mighty gods a flow of ice in the arctic sea was the home of the guardian spirit of the algonquins on a mountain near the north star the dakotas thought hayoka dwelt who rules the seasons and the realm of mikla the aztec god of death lay where the shadows pointed from that cheerless abode his sceptre reached over all creatures even the gods themselves for sooner or later all must fall before him the great spirit of the dead said the ottawas lived in the dark north and there in the opinion of the monquis of california resided their chief god gumongo unfortunately the makers of vocabularies have rarely included the words north south east and west in their lists and the methods of expressing these ideas adopted by the indians can only be partially discovered the east and west were usually called from the rising and setting of the sun as in our words orient and occident but occasionally from traditional notions the mayas named the west the greater the east the lesser debarkation believing that while their culture hero zamna came from the east with a few attendants the mass of the population arrived from the opposite direction the aztecs spoke of the east as the direction of tlalacan the terrestrial paradise but for north and south there were no such natural appellations and consequently the greatest diversity is exhibited in the plans adopted to express them the north in the caddo tongue is the place of cold in dakota the situation of the pines in creek the abode of the north star in algonquin the home of the soul in aztec the direction of mikla the realm of death in quiche and quichua to the right hand while for the south we find such terms as in dakota the downward direction in algonquin the place of warmth in quiche to the left hand while among the eskimos who look in this direction for the sun its name implies before one just as does the hebrew word kadem which however this more southern tribe applied to the east we can trace the sacredness of the number four in other curious and unlooked-for developments multiplied into the number of the fingers the arithmetic of every child and ignorant man or by adding together the first four members of its arithmetical series four plus eight plus twelve plus sixteen it gives the number forty this was taken as a limit to the sacred dances of some indian tribes and by others as the highest number of chants to be employed in exercising diseases 
consequently it came to be fixed as a limit in exercises of preparation or purification the females of the orinoco tribes fasted forty days before marriage and those of the upper mississippi were held unclean the same length of time after childbirth such was the term of the prince of tezcuco's fast when he wished an heir to his throne and such the number of days the mandans supposed it required to wash clean the world at the deluge no one is ignorant how widely this belief was prevalent in the old world nor how the quadragesimal is still a sacred term with some denominations of christianity but a more striking parallelism awaits us the symbol that beyond all others has fascinated the human mind the cross finds here its source and meaning scholars have pointed out its sacredness in many natural religions and have reverently accepted it as a mystery or offered scores of conflicting and often debasing interpretations it is but another symbol of the four cardinal points the four winds of heaven this will luminously appear by a study of its use and meaning in america the catholic missionaries found it was no new object of adoration to the red race and were in doubt whether to ascribe the fact to the pious labors of st thomas or the sacrilegious subtlety of satan it was the central object in the great temple of cozumel and is still preserved in the bas-relief of the ruined city of palengue from time immemorial it had received the prayers and sacrifices of the aztecs and toltecs and was suspended as an august emblem from the walls of temples in papillan and cundinamarca in the mexican tongue it bore the significant and worthy name tree of our life or tree of our flesh it represented the god of rains and of health and this was everywhere its simple meaning those of yucatan says the chroniclers prayed to the cross as the god of rains when they needed water the aztec goddess of rains bore one in her hand and at the feast celebrated to her honor in the early spring victims were nailed to a cross and shot with arrows Quetzalcoatl, god of the winds, bore as his sign of office a mace like the cross of a bishop. His robe was covered with them, strewn like flowers, and its adoration was throughout connected with his worship. When the Muiscas would sacrifice to the goddess of waters, they extended cords across the tranquil depths of some lake, thus forming a gigantic cross and at their point of intersection threw in the offerings of gold emeralds and precious oils the arms of the cross were designed to point to the cardinal points and represent the four winds the rain-bringers to confirm this explanation let us have recourse to the simpler ceremonies of the less cultivated tribes and see the transparent meaning of the symbol as they employed it when the rainmaker of the lene lenape would exert his power he retired to some secluded spot and drew upon the earth the figure of a cross its arms toward the cardinal points placed upon it a piece of tobacco a gourd a bit of some red stuff and commenced to cry aloud to the spirits of the rains 
the creeks at the festival of the busk celebrated as we have seen to the four winds and according to their legends instituted by them commenced with making the new fire the manner of this was to place four logs in the centre of the square end to end forming a cross the outer ends pointing to the cardinal points in the centre of the cross the new fire was made as the emblem of the winds who dispense the fertilizing showers it is emphatically the tree of our life our subsistence and our health it never had any other meaning in america and if as has been said the tombs of the mexicans were cruciform it was perhaps with reference to a resurrection and a future life as portrayed under this symbol indicating that the buried body would rise by the action of the four spirits of the world as the buried seed takes on a new existence when watered by the vernal showers it frequently recurs in the ancient egyptian writings where it is interpreted life doubtless could we trace the hieroglyph to its source it would likewise prove to be derived from the four winds while thus recognizing the natural origin of this consecrated symbol while discovering that it is based on the sacredness of numbers and this in turn on the structure and necessary relations of the human body thus disowning the meaningless mysticism that joseph de maister and his disciples have advocated let us on the other hand be equally on the guard against accepting the material facts which underlie these beliefs as their deepest foundation and their exhaustive explanation that were but withered fruit for our labors and it might well be asked where is here the divine idea said to be dimly prefigured in mythology the universal belief in the sacredness of numbers is an instinctive faith in an immortal truth it is a direct perception of the soul akin to that which recognizes a god the laws of chemical combination of the various modes of motion of all organic growth show that simple numerical relations govern all the properties and are inherent to the very constitution of matter more marvelous still the most recent and severe inductions of physicists show that precisely those two numbers on whose symbolic value much of the edifice of ancient mythology was erected the four and the three regulate the molecular distribution of matter and preside over the symmetrical development of organic forms this asks no faith but only knowledge it is science not revelation in view of such facts it is presumptuous to predict that experiment itself will prove the truth of kepler's beautiful saying the universe is a harmonious whole the soul of which is god numbers figures the stars all nature indeed are in unison with the mysteries of religion end of section nine